Hey, 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 coming in with a little Rod Wave, cold December on this warm, it's pretty warm tonight, isn't it? It is. A warm, what is it, January, uh, not January, what am I thinking, uh, June 9th? Not. June 9th, I think 2023. So. Who's the voice in here? Uh, that's that's Chandler Cole. Chandler Cole, and welcome. Welcome to Rod Wave. That was back in, back in studio. Absolutely, man, I appreciate you. It's yeah, been a while. It's been a while. Now, you came back on the, um, the old of the other people's show throwback yeah i'm an og i feel like or dude, i don't know how far your show goes back but i feel like pretty pretty long ago yeah so, it was I mean, 2017 that's... um and the show <laughs> that incarnation of the show started around then there was another show that we did the midnight mutants in dc but then that cast kind of uh you know got other jobs and life happened and Absolutely. i was really the only one that continued to carry the torch so to speak so hey, you did a good job Thank though you. i mean i appreciate that this stuff is fun. You know, that's why I started my podcast. I, actually, I think your podcast was kind of like the first. I'd done like MMA interviews. Right. But I never went on a show. And when I seen the video and I went back and I watched, it kind of motivated me to start my podcast. So uh, it kind of uh, it was a long time coming. I finally started it. But no, man, uh, that was the start of the manifesting. That's uh, so it took, cool. It took me a while, but that was the start. When I seen how much fun we had, I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, and it's we were talking a little bit before we uh, got on live is the, the live element. Oh, yeah. It's like before, when you, you'd message me, because i got a couple of different devices over here. So you'd message me, and uh, that usually, um, you know, I would have the door unlocked or something, not to let anyone in. But um, some festivities were going on. Yeah. So when you messaged that, I went ahead and went to a song, took off dashing down there. Unlocked it, came dashing back, and I was like, this is live radio. And uh, it's there's an element to it going on live that I love doing the podcast, any kind of a entertaining or a conversational show, but when you get that live element, there's just probably how you feel even more so when you when you're in the ring it's a risk factor a risk factor it's like you know if you slip up and say something it's there you can't take it back uh for my, mine ain't live yet mine's a, a show you know i've had to edit and chop a lot of stuff that's been said just because you know uh i do hold myself to like a kind of like a standard i don't want to like get caught up with my guests saying some crazy stuff but oh yeah eventually i, eventually I do want to go live just because i know that's what the fans want and, and that's what they love so mm -hmm. Uh, we'll work toward that one day, but for now, I've been going. Uh, I've been going just pre pre record. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand what you mean. Let's see. I want to hand you this camera. You want that camera over there for the live stream? Absolutely. And, uh, but yeah. So you were saying you've got a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things because I I've watched a couple of your your shows. I watched one uh, I think two nights ago of you and um, Tyler Payne. Oh, that's a it's character. That's my dog, though. Yeah, and it's weird because Tyler Payne and I, uh, we both have a film that's in the Knoxville Frankenfest Film Festival tomorrow. So he's going down there as a, as am I. So that's pretty cool that we're going to be uh, be in that. But you're going to be traveling uh, further what west? About fifteen hundred miles more. <laughs> yes, to uh, Las Vegas on Monday. So walk us through that. Yeah, you know, uh, I'll fly out Monday. Me and my coach and. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, the UFC Apex, I, I believe, on Tuesday. Okay. And we're going to do some promo stuff, some photos, some videos, some media stuff, uh, get my medicals taken care of, and then, you know, get everything in order for the big fight in August. I got a huge fight coming up. So, 
excited about that. Definitely a long time coming. You know, I had my opportunity and uh, had my opportunity in uh, the Ultimate Fighter to kind of uh, make those dreams come true. Things didn't work out. Had some adversity, but it happens, man. And I just took that and ran with it and just told myself, "Look, you've been stubborn this long. Stay stubborn." Yeah, so, uh, we're just we're we're gonna make it man uh no matter how long it takes we're gonna make it and hopefully august that's that's gonna be my my key to this gate that i've been trying to unlock for 10 years well see that's the cool part that you, very few people that i have found in my life stick to what they really want to do really love because they maybe they want fast gratification they want the result quickly but if you want something you have to put in the work to get to that point and you put in that work, and I've put in the work too in different, you know, different ways. Yeah. And overnight success is not overnight. It's never overnight. You know, it's those days and nights where, like, probably you're in the gym, nobody's seeing you. Two a.m. You're fighting adversity, but you're still going out there doing it. You're not letting those things keep you from doing what you want to do. Absolutely, I think. Uh, and just to get back on kind of like what you said about the uh, uh, people have these goals and stuff, but it's hard to stay with it when things don't go your way. I think that just, how am I going to try to word this? Uh, I think the idea of something uh, big is, will motivate you for a little bit, but uh, when you really want something, no matter how many times you fall, you'll get back up. I think the idea of doing great things to some people just isn't worth the loss the loss kind of uh demotivates people and it really uh pushes people's egos to quit and i guess it's i really want this i really want to be different i want to accomplish things that other people haven't done and uh i failed and i failed many times but i failed right into the right situation so uh i'm where i'm at now after a lot of failures and it's like michael jordan said you know he failed a thousand million times but He's the greatest basketball player to ever live. Of all time. And if he'd have quit when he missed his first uh, jump shot, we'd have never had Michael Jordan. Can but, you imagine that? A world without that? I mean, no. seriously? Well, I, and, you know, that leads to, like, LeBron James, you know, I think he'll be more appreciated when he retires. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, you know, if there wasn't a Michael Jordan or someone for him to chase, would he be that great? Yeah. So, it's a uh, – uh, and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm kind of trying to – especially in this area uh, – I have great coaches, a great support system and stuff, but kind of like the platforms and stuff that I've been on is uh, very it's motivating to kind of do things that no one's done, if that makes sense. Because, oh, yeah. because now I've set the I've set the bar to where this next generation of kids that They're are coming be... up that I train and I work with, like they got they got shoes to fill. Right, and, uh, right. I know that I'm 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 destined for great things regardless, but I want. I want them to have something to chase, and I hope, I pray that they do way better than I ever imagined. You know, I'm just the start, right? But I ain't the finish, right? Uh, this place is going to be known for two things: coal mining and UFC fighters, right? Right. Now, what did you think? What What was? What's one of the biggest adversaries, if you want to go into that, that almost knocked you down, not in in life that that made it or has their? Because you know, everyone comes to that point. There was a couple years ago, right before you came on the show the first time. I'd went in. I'd went into like a three-year depression. I'd sold all my camera equipment. I wasn't going to do. I hadn't done radio in a little while. I'd pretty much given given up. I'd uh, kind of went down a dark path. Um, alienated myself, and then I got just uh, you know just this spark got back in. I had this this moment, and I was like, if I don't do what I love, what am I doing? Right. What's what's the point? 
and then it's just self-motivation and it's an everyday thing and it's what it is with you you think about it every day and chasing that every day so what was something that that one of the hardest things you may have had to overcome to uh you know when you when you overcome it you're overcome it you're like now now nothing can stop me i'm unstoppable you know it's crazy you say that three years ago uh during covid in 2019 i fought in november of 2019 and uh I got beat. I got dropped. Uh, dude beat up on me. I mean, it was a scary loss, you know, because for my, uh, at the time, my baby mama, that was my girlfriend at the time. Right. Uh, her watching me get hit like that really put like a different type of fear in her. Like she thought that I was, hey, like, are you thinking about quit? And, you know, like, how far are you going to go? Because like, right. I just watched you get hurt. And uh, she didn't like that. And respectfully. So, I mean, it's if someone you love's out right. there, you know, you don't want to see them get beat up. And I didn't prepare right. You know, I got so comfortable, man. Uh, I was used to being in very uncomfortable situations, so practice and training was so easy. You know, right. like, going to practice was fun because everything else outside of practice was uncomfortable. It wasn't easy. And uh, I would kind of decided that I was going to retire. I was like, you know what, I'm done fighting. You know, I don't know if I'm going to – how far can I go? I just lost. You right. Know? I, so I didn't know how far I could go. Uh, but I'd actually uh, – I went through the breakup with my baby mama. And when that happened, I was like, okay, uh, if I can't fix my family, I need to fix my career. And uh, you talk about depression and stuff. Like, I went through that. I went through that. And I actually talked about it on a lot of podcasts about how uh, I've beat a lot of good people. And I've been in a lot of big situations. But I think the the best win I've ever had is overcoming, you know, that, that mental battle with myself. And uh, once I come back and I've seen how Bad. I dominated someone that should have been a tough fight for me. Right. Dude was 6'5", 260, built like a, a you know brick crap house. Right. You know? I, I knew that. Like you know, I fought a guy that if you looked at us, no way I should have won. And uh, I just walked him like a dog, man. Put that leash on his neck and walked him around that cage. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. This is my time. And uh, later on that year, I took my first fight on ESPN. Got the biggest check I'd ever fought for. And I said, oh, there's no looking back now. Yeah. I want it all. I want. I, and you know, fighting of course has gave me a lot of avenues to do cool things. You know, uh, but realistically, I just know that I'm meant to do something special. I've always said that uh, I'm meant to do something bigger than the label that was put on me when I was a kid. You right. know, that kid from Riverview. Yeah. That that mean ass kid from Riverview. Yeah. I knew that I was meant for uh, good stuff, and uh, I just know I'm meant to be special. And I, I, you know, luckily fighting has gave me an avenue to be special and i've got to do a lot of things so just overcoming everything i had to in 2020 and now looking at what all i've done so far i just know it's just now it's just i'm all in right. i literally am all in I it's my, not if but when yeah you know i quit my job i was working at the prison uh and that was a mentally draining job yeah now talk about that for a moment because there's a couple of people that i know that they've they've went that route and uh I've never spent any time in a prison or anything, um, but it does seem like a place n that you would have to mentally prepare for every day going in. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, this would probably be a good time to do this. Uh, I've been very bitter at the prison uh, because of a situation that I had that I asked them to handle, and I was told basically, like, suck it up, and I had for the last year probably talked down on them but there's a lot of people there that have looked out for me and have done really good uh supporting me and stuff and i think when i go out and i mention the prison and i 
say and I speak their name, right. it puts a stamp on all of them. There's a lot of good people that work up there, and there's a lot of good people that want to see Chandler Cole do good. Right. And I think that's one thing uh, that I, I kind of regret, man, over the last year is just really bad-mouthing them just because, you know, do I ever want to work there again? Absolutely not. Uh, did I get proper help when I needed it? Absolutely not. But right. at the same time, it's like – there's a lot of people there that I know that really want to see me succeed, and that's all I can ask for out of people. You right, know? right. And, but no, it's a mentally draining job, man. Uh, on both sides, like you know, like I said, you have your great people, but then you have your turds. Right. If you work with the turd, and then yeah, if you work with a turd that's just a sorry worker, man, and then on top of that, you're working in and in the pod, you have turds that are just human beings that just want to see you work on. I mean. It, it can cause for a very mentally exhausting night. Uh, I was on night shift, so when you got people starting fires and stuff in the vents and smoking up the pods and people popping the tray slot, people popping sprinklers, people, I mean, it was constantly stuff. And I've seen a lot of things that normal human beings probably will never see. Yeah, and probably wouldn't want to see. Wouldn't want to see. Uh, I, and I won't go into detail just out of respect for up there, but. Uh, and just for the people up there who's going through those mental battles too, you know, even yeah. though they're inmates, I still respect, you know, stuff like this. So Cause it's a life. It is a life, man. And, and sol is a solitary confinement. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. That's real. And it, it, it does play a lot of mental game. I'm a big sight guy. That was my major when I was going to college. Mm -hmm. I didn't graduate, but I still done a lot of stuff. So I understand like your mind plays a lot of tricks. on. I was like so. two credits away from a uh, psychology minor. Yeah, I dude, went I, and got it. That was, and I really just enjoy it, man. I use, I, I use a lot of stuff on my social media, to try to pick and poke at people. Oh yeah, see yeah. What they, see what they say. The people buy it often, don't they? I, I'll go through and I read some of the comments there, and uh, they get, some people are out. They're vicious. Here's what, and here's what I think is funny, is these people were literally like this one girl, for example. She's from Mississippi. I had her on my Facebook for Lord knows what reason, and she messaged me was like. I just want you to know that I've deleted you. You you just you, that toxic life that you live and that you talk about. And I'm sitting there like, who are you? Like, why'd you take the time to even message me? Because you wanted attention. Yep. And it's like she was so like emotionally invested into that post that she felt like she had to message me. We don't know each other, but that's how in emotionally invested she was. So at the end of the day, who who won? You know, the yeah. guy that was playing the games or the. Or the female Would she fill right into what you set up? Exactly. And if someone feels And you like, even say on there that you're <laughs> that you do sometimes. I don't hide it. No. I don't hide it. No. I don't. Not and at like all. these people and I dude, I hear all the time, Oh, you're sexist. I'm like, Man, I love women and women love me. Like I say that all the time, but they get <laughs> they get so bought up into it, man. But they hate that, don't they? Oh, uh, <laughs> if you don't have Chandler Cole on Facebook, you better follow because I be dropping bombs every day. Uh, I I I drop the best stuff every day and uh I enjoy it. I enjoy to see how a majority, uh, the, the truth behind it is I like to put posts out there and I like to see what the majority really feels. Yeah. And yeah. I'll tell you, and if I post something on there and people take up for something, depending on how many messages I'll get private is how a lot of people truly, if I get about 10 messages private that says, hey man, what you put on there makes sense, but I can't post because of how people, because it's cancel, yeah. because it's cancel culture yep. that we live in. Uh, when I post that stuff and I get about ten, five to ten messages, a lot of times I'll lean to that side because I understand why they don't post. Yeah. For me, I'm not. You know how you get canceled? Yeah. You let them cancel you. Yeah. When you're your own boss, you pay your own bills. You nobody don't get can, canceled. Nobody can cancel. So you. I don't have you know. Uh. So I just kind of, 
I'm not too worried about this whole cancel culture and people get mad at me because I know that realistically I'm not putting anything vicious on Facebook. No, I'm not, not saying at all. anything vicious. You're not putting anyone down. You're not giving anyone's name. You're not. You're just speaking in t- what you see out there because I've not seen anything that you've posted. Never. I don't tag people, no. and, and, and usually it's not even people I know. I, I literally will see. But I have stuff. seen people go in there and attack you. For, uh, you know, they they can't attack a king, man. No, they, they try to. <laughs> They're in the village, man. I ain't even worried about it. But uh, no. Nah, uh, but on on a serious note, man, like you know, I posted something a couple weeks ago, and it was like, do you think a man should pay for the dinner? Or do you think a man should pay for the first date? And do you think that a, the man should propose? And I not, think I've read. I think and, I remember and reading not that. saying that like, and people are thinking like that. I have an opposite opinion, but I believe that the man should pay. I believe like for me, for me to have a girlfriend or even to think about having a wife, I want to be so financially stable that I can provide all those things that they know? don't have to. That they, they don't, don't have worry to worry about that. And uh, I want you know, I I want to be that guy. I want to be the leader. You know, like that's just my beliefs and stuff like that. And so many people was like, well. Let mind your business, man. Let them live their life, and I'm like, I am. I'm not attack. Who am I attacking? Like, no. who am I? You were just putting a statement out I there. I put a statement out there. People really got uh, affected by it, but I'm cool with it. Uh, I, I listen. I love everybody. I don't care what what walk of life you live in this world. Uh, I love everybody. This is who I am. I don't take the time to to hate anybody because that's too much energy. Yep, that's too that's much negative energy, and. Uh, I try to get the negative out. The circle, the circle's small now. Mine too, man. Because you the know. smaller circle, the less toxic people you can have in there. The less less toxic people, the more focus you can have to get what you want to get done. I tell you, the the best thing I ever did for my own mental health was, uh, th- it's been three years. In May made me th- May blah, 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 tongue twister. May made <laughs> three years since I've I've been drunk, man. I don't I don't drink. Uh, a lot of people think I do because they see me at the loading dock. Shout out to them right. across the road. That's yep, my, loading dock. Those are my dogs. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people think I drink because of my personality. It's a real bubbly personality, but I don't. I don't drink, and I don't. And when it comes to sacrifice, a lot of times when I was younger, I would sacrifice a good time, having a good time with, you know, Friday night, you get that chance to go get drunk and have fun. Yep. I would sacrifice that to go do that, and then Saturday morning have training, I'd skip it. You know, if I wasn't feeling good, I would skip it. Right. Or I'd go and I'd be smelling like alcohol. And it got to the point to where I was like, you know what? How 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 bad do you want this stuff? You know, how bad? I, I done some dumb stuff at a uh, little get-together. And I just told myself, I said, you know what? This is going to really take over my life. This is going to really, this is going to really become a problem if I don't fix it now. Yeah. And I just ain't, I ain't you know, I ain't been drunk since. And uh, that, just that negativity out of my body. And I don't say everyone who drinks is it's negative, but that negativity out of my life and it could lead to things you know yeah you never know uh anything that becomes a uh dependent a crutch is a problem yeah yeah I anything agree that becomes dependent. if you can do it and you can do it responsibly that's cool but if you if you do it and uh it becomes it be- get tongue twisted on this thing <laughs> but if it be- becomes dependent then it's a problem yeah and uh that's i just don't want it to be like that i got no. so many I want that fire to always train. That's my problem. I'm addicted to that. I'm addicted to working hard every day. I'm addicted to. I'll be up at two a.m. freaking out. Did I work hard enough today? Did I run enough? You know, I think this? I think that I think that too. Now let me ask you this. I'm big on every every night. I um I'll make either a mental list or I'll write it down of what I want to accomplish the next day. And it you know people often girls girls that I've went out with have often said 
They feel, they feel like they're being scheduled in, which I don't want them to feel that way. But I do have time where I want to get things done. You know what I mean? I got to do this, you know, side hustle today. I want to go to the job. You know, I got to go to the work, uh, get a workout. Got to edit this. Got to do that. It's always work, you know, and it's, I have one speed and I think you have one speed. Go. It is. Uh, I'm reading the comments now, everybody. I love Chandler. Hey, Chandler, proud of you, kiddo. <laughs> uh, no, uh, dude, that is one thing I talk a lot about, even on some of my social media, is just relationships. And, uh, you know, the intro, we was listening to Rod Wave. And I'm actually, uh, sooner or later, I'm about to get a Rod Wave tattoo. Just, okay. Uh, he's, uh, he's someone that speaks to me, man. And, and a lot of times, me being the fighter, I'm meant to be tough, meant to be mean. And, but I choose a different path, like talking about like love and relationships, stuff like that. And it kind of sounds kind of vulnerable, but I don't shy away from, I feel like a lot of people do shy away from it and they hide all that up until it builds up. And then they're two o'clock in the morning crying about it. And when no one's around, they'll lie to themselves, they'll lie to their people and they're not okay. And, uh, I think that's one thing that I, I do very well. I speak how I feel. And, uh, one thing that I've had a real problem with, especially when it comes to relationships, is people just don't understand. They they see this life I live. They see the success. They see the traveling. They see all that stuff. They want to be a part of it. They cannot keep up with it. They like, can't handle it. Like when you're training, like right now, I'm training twice a day. Uh, about to go to Vegas. Uh, about to do a lot of traveling. About to go to Chattanooga next month. About to go to uh, hosting an event. Uh, here in Norton, there's a lot of things that I do. Oh yeah, we got to talk about that a little later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm hosting. I'm I'm doing all these things, and it's like if I could have someone that was my right hand girl, like that would be great. But a lot of people they got to live their own life too. Yeah, and uh, that's my my biggest thing, man. Is uh, I ain't dated anybody in a little over a year, and uh, that was the one thing is just she felt like she was excluded. You know, I was working so much overtime at work because I was working at the prison and doing all this stuff. Yeah. So 12, 12 hour shifts was, excuse me, uh, 12 hour shifts and then trying to uh, train and try to get all that in and trying to sell merch and trying to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff comes back to bite you. I mean, and it's so hard and no one understands it. They if, don't understand it. You don't have time to really do anything. You've got to focus on, you know. And people think, uh, when I post stuff, they think that I have like two high standards, two, two unrealistic, you know, traits in a female, but... If she can't be my rib, I don't want, Mm-mm. you know, and that's a big thing when, when, and I'm not saying, I man, I'm not better than anybody, not better than anybody, but I feel like the lifestyle I've chose comes with circumstances that a lot of people will never experience. No. And that's fine. That's cool. Like, you know, people live at different paces. I choose to live a fast pace mm-hmm. unless I, there, I come across a female that wants to live that fast pace with me and be my rib. It's just not hanging a work. Right. And I've, and I've realized that now at 28 years old with a, a daughter, I ain't looking for, you know, that, that, hey, let's date for two weeks and then not talk again. Like, yeah. I ain't looking for that because, uh, you know, that was probably one of the tougher things I went through, too, is the, my last girlfriend was the first girl I ever let meet my daughter. Okay. And when, when we, when she disappeared, it wasn't even a breakup. It was a disappearing, uh, Dude, I, you know, still to this day, she mentions, mention, but I mentions her sometimes, and that's cool, you know. And I, I have no hard, hard will against that, no hard feelings. But uh, it's like that lifestyle; it looks great until you're in it, 
And then once you're in it, you're like, oh my God, where's he going now? He's traveling. You, it's the, you think the grass is greener and it, it is, but it isn't for everyone. It ain't for everybody, man, especially. No. And for this area, you know, and I love where I'm from. That's why I stay here. I, I've had multiple uh, opportunities to move off from here, but you'll never find a place that's more beautiful and slow paced. And just, you get the chance to really smell take, it, the, in. take yeah. it in, you know, uh, and no traffic, go to, yeah, go to LA and live and tell <laughs> yeah, that's, me, how, yeah, it's you crazy. Live in fear. You go to California, you live in fear. Yep. You go to Vegas, you live in fear. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen all the time. Yeah. So I'm blessed, uh, just to be where, I, uh, where I work at and I love it. I mean, or where I live at, that's where, that's where I was born. And we are back. Yes, sir. And that was Rod Wave Street Runner. Now, you were saying that Rod Wave, and you've seen Rod Wave. Um, In concert, yeah. Yeah. Well, where did you see Rod? Charlotte. Rod, okay. Yeah, man. That's one of the, you know, I, like I said, I, I'm very, uh, I come off as very vulnerable about the, how I feel about life and just like, you know, a lot of the stuff I've been through. And I talk a lot about my relationship, my past relationships and stuff like that. But he kind of brought me out of this funk last year. When I was really feeling like, man, you know, I didn't get this UFC contract. Uh, I didn't get the contract. Lost the girl. Was going through a lot of mental stuff. And uh, I just started listening to his music more and more. I, I've always been a fan. But when, when I really started listening to his music, I was like, man. Like, he's speaking to me. So, uh, anyone that knows me, if you if you get in my car, you listen to my headphones when I'm at the gym, anything. I only listen to Rod Wave. And the reason why is I tell myself... These other rappers and stuff, they talk about stuff that I can't relate to. You know, I I don't I live a very goal driven life. I live a very goal driven life. But the one thing that I I do relate to is the heartbreaks and you know the the come up and where I'm from. You know, anyone from Riverview knows like <laughs> uh, it it ain't easy down there. Right, and, uh, right. Uh, coming from the trenches and stuff like that, like I, I just I relate with him, so that's why I like listening to mu- his music and speaks to me. He's a poet, man, and I think he's uh he's done, he had a really good last year, but I, dude, he's only getting better. Now, how did you come across Rod Wave? Like, how did you find Rod Wave? So uh, he had a song uh, go viral back in 2019, I believe, maybe 2020 during the pandemic. It was okay. called Hard on Ice. And everybody was making TikToks to it. And I was like, okay, this is kind of good, you know. Okay. And then uh, fast forward a little bit, and he dropped an album. And I was like, okay, I got to listen to this. And he had, like, Girls of My Dream, Letters from Houston, and songs like that on it. And I was like, oh, he's, this is a little PTSD. Like, you know, he had a lot of good songs. Right, right. So then uh, I was listening to him a little more, a little more. And then, uh, dude, he dropped Tombstone and Street Running, the song we just listened to. Right. And uh, that SoFi album was amazing. And uh, even my my run out song for my walkout, it's called Call, and it's on there too. And uh, once once he hit that, and I was listening to these songs over and over again, and uh, he was teasing a bunch of these uh, songs he was gonna have on this next album. Yeah. When he finally dropped the album, man, I was like, you know, that was the first artist I ever like anticipated was like, like to come I want out. this, and you know, he has a lot of songs that he's about to drop as well. That's uh, really really good, and uh, yeah, and just that feeling of when I went to his concert. I've been to concerts before, and been some songs that I didn't even know. Right. But when I went to uh, the Raw Wave concert, it felt good to be in an arena with yeah. with everyone who knew the songs, who was singing with me. That well, I saw your. I think you made a snap video of it, and it was like packed. Everybody was singing every word. Dude. It looked like a great time, like a really good time. This song right here, dude. Oh my gosh, the the, the beginning of it. 
Oh, this is my run out song. Okay. So I'll let you listen to the beginning of it. This is, you know, talking about, you know, coming from the trenches and stuff. Right. I was broken down at the bottom, hard to believe in me, never say forever if you're gonna give up so easily, scared to be alone, I left because you kept on leaving me, went and chased my dreams and see my saw that you couldn't see in me, that verse right there is yeah. everything, it is everything, when I think about my career and stuff, just talking about coming from the gutter, you know, the, the first verse was uh, when he was talking, he's like, I was broken down at the bottom, hard to believe in me, never say forever if you're gonna give up so easily. And it's like, scared to be alone, I left because you kept on leaving me. Went and chased my dreams, I saw myself that you couldn't see in me. And when I, when he, he speaks to me, yeah. and I hear that, that's my walkout. Because, you know, a lot of people, and not just talking about girls either. I'm talking about a lot of people want to be in that lifestyle, but they're not willing to, to put the right seeds in my life. You know yep. what I'm saying? The, the right positivity is, hey, hey man, you want to go... You know, go to the club, blah, blah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't I think do a lot of people waste their time on things yeah. that don't benefit their life or anybody around them. I've, uh, and I'm not saying that going to a club is that because I guess you can go and have fun. That the club scene is not my scene. I've done it in the past. I've been uh, very unfortunate to experience a lot of young deaths that made me realize that you don't have time. Yeah. Uh, I just lost someone, you know, super close to me recently uh, who was my, my worker. She, uh, she worked for my production company uh, with filming and taking pictures and stuff. And she was my right-hand man. And we were supposed to go film the week before uh, my last fight. And I get a phone call. and Or I get a message that says, hey, man, what happened to Anna? And I said, what are you talking about? And they said, oh, she she was killed in a car wreck. That's how I found out. Yeah. And, dude, it, it tore me. It still tears me. Yes, yes uh, the 7th, Wednesday, was her birthday. I saw where and, you had uh, posted. Uh... Yeah, dude. And, you know, uh, and I've been kind of uh, – I'll, I'll post videos and stuff like that, but I've tried not to talk about it too much just because it's like I know the goals that I had, and I'm so driven right now to say, hey, like not even on the fighting side. I'm talking about like even my production side. Right. It's like all these things that I told her that I was going to do, uh, she told me that, uh, you know, she believed in me. And I just I work in silence when it comes to stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm still getting over it. Not I'll, I'll never get over it, but I'm still dealing with that every day. You know, that was back in February, and uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of young people. Times come short, man, and you don't have time. You think you have time, and you take this life for granted. And I just don't want to take it for granted. No, because time's the most valuable thing that we have. You can never get it back. Exactly, and I'm trying to get. I'm trying to. If if I was to, if I was unfortunate enough for something to happen to me, God forbid something happened to me. Re, you know, soon, I still think that people would look back and be like he was a hustler you know he 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 really did his thing he really you know worked worked his tail off and that's what i want to be remembered for is when this is all said and done and and they shut that door mm-hmm. i want people to be like i want to be talked about 100 years from now yeah that's i the understand goal. that's the goal so i want to squeeze out every bit of life that i can from this life yeah because we only get one you know what i mean we only get one I like Rod Wave. I, I had not heard of Rod Wave before you had started playing him, you know, when I've seen your your um, social medias. So I've actually checked out some of his thing songs because of you. So thank you for that. So when you come, let's talk about, you've got, uh, we'll spin back around here. Now you were talking about, 
You've got Vegas on Monday, but you were telling me a little bit about this contender series. Yep. So tell us, walk us through that a little bit. So that's actually why I'm going to Vegas. Okay. Uh, so the UFC is flying me out to do all my medicals and to do like the promo, the photo shoots, so everything. The production crew at the UFC is amazing. That's why they're so good. Okay. And uh, they're getting everything taken care of now. So there's nothing else to do between now and the fight. So uh, I have a lot of stuff that I have to do uh, beforehand as far as like photo shoots, uh, the media stuff, the uh, the promos, the medicals, the uh, paperwork, stuff like that. So they're flying me out to take care of all that. Like So uh, – and that's a lifestyle. You know, I'm only going to – be there really if you think about it i'll fly there monday leave wednesday so i'm really only gonna be there tuesday and my day starts at i think my first doctor appointment's at like 6 40 a.m right so my day starts early and it just doesn't stop no. and uh but i prayed so many nights for these for the you know a lifestyle like this so it sounds hectic and it's probably gonna be hectic but i'm okay with it i love that hecticness i do too i really know? do I, I i don't like having free time Gives a lot of time to think about things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like to you know plan the next thing. Like tonight after uh, after the show, I'm going to uh, edit the show. Right. So you know, and I've got two other shows I have to edit. Then tomorrow to Knoxville. So now this contender series. Now how how does it work? Like you're going to go up against other other contenders. Yeah, like, uh, they haven't uh, released his name yet. So okay. just out of respect for the UFC, I'm not going to drop his name. Right. Uh, but I know my opponent and. Uh, no, uh, so basically the Dana White Contender Series is you go to Vegas and you fight at the UFC Apex and you fight in front of Dana White, okay. the president of the UFC. And if you win, you can win and still not get a contract. Wow. Yeah, you win. If you go out there and you just take them down and lay on top of them and yeah. like you win a judge's score and you you didn't impress them, you might not get a contract. But uh, if you go out there and you put on a show and you impress them, you, you walk away with it. A UFC contract, and that's that's what I'm looking that's for. The, so, yeah. and I'm a even when I lose, man, I try to put on a show, you know. And uh, I live off a of code. It sounds kind of vicious, but it's kill or be killed. So it's like I learned a very hard lesson at the Ultimate Fighter. I'd always preached and spoke about how I'll never leave it up to the judges, right? And I left it up to the judges, and because of that, uh, uh, you know, a lot of a lot, you know, for the last year, people have been so high on my performance and the kick and everybody. I was going to say yeah the, when I when you first type your name in on YouTube the kick was uh one of the first which I'd seen it before and uh you know it is a good moment you know right. and I appreciate what that did for my career but what a lot of people get so happy about haunts me you know yeah, that was a great highlight. But imagine you know I I'm the guy that goes and reads the comments. I don't need to, but I do. Right. And uh Every time you see it posted, it'll get, you know, 60,000, 75,000, 750,000. One post I've seen had over a million likes. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that stuff's cool. And to see some of the comments, but then a lot of the comments are, yeah, but you didn't post the whole video. He lost. And then it re reminds me of me sitting in that bathroom crying afterwards because I lost. Yeah. And I'm a winner. Uh, no matter how cool the kick was, you know, it's I'm still a winner. Uh, don't... If I'd have not thrown the kick and won the fight, it'd have been a lot cooler. Yeah. So oh, definitely. That's definitely. how I look at it, and uh, I just wish I'd have won. Right. Uh, you know. Well, when you when you when you let me ask this because I've always wondered. Now, do you do you do you personally know some of these opponents or no? Uh, like, do you ever go in uh, knowing 
the the person, or is it usually? No, well, I had to live with the one on the Ultimate Fighter. So okay. you know, we lived in a house together, right. and there was a night we were sitting there, uh, and and we knew we were fighting too, and we kind of just chopped it up and talked to each other, talked about like where we was from, what what we did in our you know bef- prior to the show, and uh, you know just sitting there talking to him, I kind of heard his background. He told me like how he quit his job and. Really, I sounds jacked up, but I said that's the same. Like, man, you quit your job for no reason, then, bud. Like, you know, like that's just my mindset. You, and you got to think like that. I got a little girl to feed, so whatever adversity and stuff that you went through to put you in a good situation, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, that's not my business. Like, mm-hmm. you did, you know. For me, it's like I know what all I do and what all I sacrifice for my dreams. So if if I tell you and you still beat me, you're still going to go feed your family just fine. Right. So I look at it the same way, man. I'm trying to make these mamas mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. I understand. So what is the, what's probably the, from from an opponent, what's the, would you say, the toughest blow that you've taken, the toughest hit or kick that you've taken that you remember? You were like, oh, that, that was... That was, or has it been to that point yet? I ain't never been hitting it. Now, there's some times like there, I've been hit and I don't remember. Right. Like, so, like in the Ultimate Fighter, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, he gassed out and he just took a shot, bad shot. But I don't even remember shooting. For three days, I thought I got knocked out. Right. So, a lot of times, it's like I'll get out there and I guess I was a little tired, but when he hit me, he took about, you know, three minutes off my life. Right. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't remember anything. So, uh, I've had shots like that that's made me ding, you know, like, right. but I don't, I've never took a shot where I'm like, oh my God, that hurt so bad. Right, and right. I never took one of those. Wow. I think the adrenaline, I think there's some people out there who their adrenaline or like what kind of mindset they get in. Uh, I have, I don't know if I would say a real high pain tolerance, but I actually dislocated my elbow the first day I was training out there. Tore my UCL. Completely tore my UCL. Is it, I was looking at something, and it was uh, it was last night when I was looking it up, and it had said something you would hurt your your ACL. And it or was, UCL. It was UCL. right before the fight? It was the UCL. That's the uh, ligament that runs on the inside of your elbow. Okay. So I was training, and I had my hands posted on this guy's uh, – uh, abdominals or abdominals, abs, whatever. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be smart. Uh, no, on his abs. And, uh, he threw his leg over when he didn't hit the outside of my arm. And when he did it, turned in and it popped and I knew something was wrong. And it, as soon as it popped, I grabbed it and I just straightened my arm and it popped back in. Oh, wow. And, uh, I told him that I heard it and, you know, I practiced the next couple of days and I was talking to the people and I was just telling them like, yo, like, Something bad happened, and they was like, "Oh, you're you'll be okay, you're fine." And then they were kind of acting like it was nothing. So I told the producers, because they kind of handled everything, and I said, "I want to go get an MRI. Like, let's go get an MRI because for some reason, everyone's acting like there's nothing wrong with me." Right. So I go get the MRI. I come back, and uh, they're like, "Let's go talk to doctors." So me and Amanda Nunez, uh, good luck to you this weekend. Uh, she's fighting this weekend. Where's she uh, fighting at? In Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. British so, Columbia. Yeah. Very so, cool. Uh, it's on fire right now. Jeez. It's bad. Uh, so we're, uh, we go back to the doctor and he tells us they're sitting there talking and he's like, uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's not good. You have a completely torn UCL. Uh, you know, you could go home. You don't need to fight on this. Honestly, you probably need to go have surgery, but. Uh, we're not going to, you know, take this opportunity away from you either. And I said, oh, I'm staying. You know, I'm staying and fighting. I'll figure it out. And I went out there and, <laughs> I mean, to have, you know, 
My arm dislocated on multiple occasions, and it dislocated actually in the fight. Uh, you know, for me, I was I surprised myself, but I think when some people get that adrenaline or that right. mindset, yeah, out there, there are things that you just don't realize until after the fight. Right. And I had my first kickboxing match, and I didn't think anything about it, but after the fight, I couldn't walk. Really? Yeah. And I think that's a it's a good thing for a fighter to have right. that mindset. Whatever shuts off, I don't really know. Right. And it's good, but uh, some people out there gets jabbed, uh, and they're like, "Oh God, that hurt." You yeah. know, I've never had that. Right. I, was, I guess the adrenaline's high. The. I mean, I'm trying to think. I've never really been. Uh, I don't know if I've ever really been punched in in the face. I mean, I've been punched in like the stomach, but it wasn't like in a fight. Fight. You know, it was just like kind of joking around, and just you know, hitting somebody. I'd rather someone punch me in the face than the so, body. Really. Yeah, for sure. If. Uh, and don't get me wrong, like, you know, I, <laughs> I'm one of those guys that will walk people down and let them punch me in the face in practice. Like, okay. Just super tough. But the body shots, when that, when those get to ripping, and it kind of folds you over. I bet the kidney know. shots hurt, too. Well, you can't really hit in the kidneys. Oh, you can't? Uh, yeah, you can't in the okay. kidneys, but that liver shot. So the liver sits on the right side of your body, right underneath your rib. Okay. I've seen grown men, and I'm talking about like 25 to 30, 35 years old men. I've seen me kick them in the liver. And I've seen them cry. Like, crawl across the mat, scream and crying. Like, you'd have thought there was a dying deer. Right. It's bad. Uh, and it, multiple men. Uh, you know, I'd say over my 10-year career, I've at least dropped 15 people with body shots and had them crying. Really? And crying, yeah. Now, sure. when, you're, when, you're, when you get those, you know, you're doing the body shots or a, a shot to the face and, and the, the opponent goes down, do you know when you hit them, when you connect, Oh, they're going to go down. Like, can you the tell? The body shot? Man, some people have some really good poker faces. Yeah. Uh, but some people don't. Okay. Some people just, and that's what I'm saying is like in that moment when you're fighting, some people feel everything, some people don't feel anything. So it's uh, one of those things, man, you never know. You never know until it's there. Right. Now, <clears throat> I know a lot's been going on around with this, um, and we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. This, uh, what's it called? The the fight stuff that's been going around that I hear a lot about. The redneck bra. Yeah. Now, do you have an opinion on this? Because I know you've commented, but you don't have to if you don't want to. No, I mean, I'll comment there, on There's that. a couple, uh, you know, uh, people that had mentioned it about when you were coming on. And I'd seen you had commented a couple times. It's um, just not what I do. It's uh, Yeah, I knew it wasn't... It's it's not, not even, even close, not even in the same realm. No. And, uh, I, and it's hard for me to call people that do that fighters. You know, I know a lot of people who have fought MMA. They can call themselves fighters. You right. know what I'm saying? Uh, and then I know people who have just fought in this redneck brawl thing. And I'm like, man, you know, this that's not fighting. You know, even – a lot of people can get mad at this. But boxing ain't fighting. Boxing right. is a beautiful art. But if you give me a high-level wrestler – you give me a high level box that wrestler should beat the brakes off him. Well, didn't you post something not long ago about and something I about that? and people was boo hooing and pouting. Man, boxers are the most sore losers on the planet. Man, they really are. That's why you see so many MMA fighters going over to box these people because to keep the sport of boxing alive, they have to bring these high profile MMA fighters over right. to fight them. They make like a big story, big headline about it. But realistically, it's like you know. Of course you should beat them in a boxing match, but you never see, you never see like 
Floyd Mayweather coming over to MMA fight Conor McGregor. Never. You'll right. never see that. You'll never see any of these guys cross over. It's just not going to happen. And you know, I'm not putting I'm not putting it down either. But I've I've seen I've watched a little bit of it just to see what all it was about because I I'd only seen videos, some promo videos that people had made or something. Oh, they're funny and they, they, they are a, hilarious. It is an entertaining. I now okay when you're talking about the entertainment business, I put the redneck bra on the same platform as the WWE. Yeah. Because the the only difference is, is the people that are in the WWE are much better athletes. Professionals. Uh, they, much better athletes. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they actually die and work and do all These people that do the Redneck Bra, uh, and I'm going to say 80%, and, and I'm not talking about my people from around here. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, that first group of people uh, that went out there and done the first Redneck Bra, like I seen them in the gym training every day. Like yeah. They really worked. They yep. really worked hard. I seen that. But a lot of these people from Kentucky, West Virginia, all these people that are getting in there, man, they're coming <laughs> off the couch. Like to me, it's like that is your that uh, you're fighting three one minute rounds. Now let me let me. So you're fighting three one minute rounds, and now you're a fighter. Right. Now you're now you got this chip on your shoulder because you, you fought three minutes. Because you fought three minutes. You know how long my fight, my fights are. My last two fights, my t- last two MMA fights. Were five five minute rounds. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean so they almost didn't go. thirty minutes. Well, they went fifty six seconds and a minute and one second. But still, if it would have had to go to it, it went twenty five minutes. Right. And then say a, a normal fight like my fight coming up, it's three fives, so that's fifteen minutes. Right. So to me, it's hard to even put that in perspective. <laughs> You're talking about a like one, a very limited skill set. Yeah. Just your hands. Just your hands. For three minutes, and these people are gassing out, mm. or these other people who have to do everything. We got to do jujitsu, got to wrestle, got to kickbox, got to box, got to do all this for fifteen minutes, <laughs> dude. Like, and that's why when people tag me and stuff, I'm like, man, stop tagging me that Joker stuff. Like, yeah, if I wanted to do something like that, I would call Vince McMahon up and say, hey, do you have a spot open yeah. at the NXT? And I would go down there and do that. But I uh, just. I just thought I would bring it up because I, I knew that several people had tagged and I'd seen and uh, you could tell I get like kind of riled up about it, man. Just and I will tell you and I tell you another thing that kind of blew my mind is people love violence, no matter what they like, whether it's fighting, whether it's football or anything. But when you add that goofy feel to it, man, they love it even more. Oh my goodness, I watched it uh, part of it because it was I guess pay per view. Yeah. Now, I didn't buy it or anything, but I watched a few minutes of it, and it was entertaining. I will say that. It was. And those uh, promos. Uh, <laughs> dude, shout out to my dude, Justin Gent, bro. He is the funniest. He done a promo. He actually fought. And I'd you know, I say, you know, he's a real fighter, dude. He's had, he's had 10 amateur MMA fights. Okay. Uh, so for for him, dude, I shout out to him. Like, I, I, I take nothing away from what he did. But those, you know, there's – and there's other people who fought MMA that fought that too, but these guys from Kentucky, West Virginia, and they get on there. Oh, I'm from I'm from Whitesburg, Kentucky. You know, if you want to fight me, when you get it on, I've had 15 bar fights. I'm like, man, like a bar fight is not a, a scheduled fight. No. <laughs> have, you, have you ever been in a bar fight? Uh, no comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no comment. Uh, <laughs> just, just thought I would ask that. <laughs> uh, no comment. Of course not. Of okay, course. I didn't think so. But yeah, I did see somebody on there. They they did a promo with like like a lawnmower or something. 
and the lawnmower was running, and you could barely hear what they were saying. But just looking at them, I was like, "Who is this?" I had a, I seen a guy picked up a, a big aluminum can and he headbutted it a couple times, <laughs> and he goes, "I'm crazy." And I was thinking, "You just headbutted that thing so hard, and no doubt you're gonna gas out. <laughs> you're gonna gas out." Oh, that's hilarious. Um, I tell the people I feel sorry for before we move on. Please, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, you're good. Uh, the people that scare me, man, is so I've done some mathematics on the guy that hosts it, and and not throwing a jab at him, but there's a certain type of crook that does. And I'm not saying he's a crook, but I'm saying like when it comes to hosting things like this, right? So he sold out two venues, right? Right. Twenty dollars a pop. Both venues had six thousand people. $20 a pop, that's $120,000. So once you pay 26 fighters, $500, because if you lose, you don't get nothing. Right. They don't pay for your hotel. They don't pay for your blower. They don't pay for none of that stuff. So it's like he's walking away with $107,000 a show. Wow. And he's done two of them. And these fighters are walking away with $500. And if it's not for them, what do you get? You could you could pay them a thousand, but realistically, but they're amateur fighters. They're not even supposed to be getting paid. Right. So technically, that's against the rules. But they still let that go. They let that slide. And it's literally they're taking average Joes who do not train. And here's what's gonna. Here's where I it doesn't sit right with me. You get these these older. So realistically, I mean, when you're talking about like health and people, right, and the way people are structured. Men and women are physically, like, just uh, the anatomy of a woman and the anatomy of a man. Completely different. Completely different. Yeah. You take these women who are, you know, older, you know, like, uh, up near 40, and you get them fighting each other, and you got them gassing out, and, like, you're really getting them punching each other in the face and stuff like that. And it's like, if say this woman gets a brain bleed and she dies, and I'm not saying it could happen, but she, she could have a heart attack right. in there. You know, and these are people coming off the couch, not people who train. These are no. people coming off the couch. And probably have a, a, probably a lot. Of, no, I'm not saying all, but some probably have drank on the way to the event. Yeah, and it's like when that stuff happens, man. How it's all fun and games. These promos are awesome until you get someone who dies who was who put a hundred and seven thousand dollars in someone's pocket. Yep. And it's like for me, it's like I just. I, I had really thought about doing a show like that. I really thought about it. And I was like, I'm going to call it the co-down throwdown. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I really thought about it. But then I said, you know what? It'd go against everything that I've ever. That you stand for. That I stand for. And I won't. But, uh, you know, eventually my goal is to, I want to host the amateur show. But I want to put some, the fighters that we train, uh, fighters locally that have fought before. I want to put them on in that Eastern Kentucky and that, uh, uh, Eastern Tennessee border. Right. I'm gonna bring them in. Maybe do a show like at UVA Wise. Man, yeah. I fought there back in the day, and uh, I would love to bring something back like that. That'd be cool. Team Cole Productions, you know, Fight Night or something. And yeah, I think that would be beautiful, man. I would love something like that. Now, speaking of your productions, you've got. Uh, we'll talk a little bit before we wrap up. You've got an event that you're hosting. Yep. That's going to be talk us talk a little bit about that if you would. Yes, uh, I have an adult prom. It's yes. a masquerade on July 22nd. Uh, at the loading dock in Norton, Virginia, uh, is it will be from eight to twelve, 
uh, a singles ticket is $30. A couple's ticket is $50. That's for two people. And if you buy a couple's ticket that you put in to win, yep. king or queen. That's what and, I saw. Uh, we have crowns. We've already got that in. We got the we got the the, the slashes or yeah, whatever the, they're called, the satchels or whatever. Sash. That's is that sash. what it's called? Sash. I, okay. I wasn't really uh, prom king nominated, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, uh, really cool deal for real. I think that's something, you know. Prom- what gave you this idea? I tell you what it was, man, is I am the type of person that likes to go to things like this. I don't drink. So if I'm not, I feel like if I'm a sober mind and I love my community and I want to see events like this in our community, and I want to see uh, people have a good time, man. There's a, this we, we don't have a lot of stuff like this. So no. it's like. People constantly come to me like, and they're like, man, there's nothing to there's do. There's nothing to do. Well, I'm giving you something to do. And if it's up to me in about 10 years, when I manifest all this stuff, there's going to be a lot of stuff to do in Wallace County. All the County. time. And, uh, you know, and my buddy, man, uh, Jamal Potter, he, he does so many events and stuff like that. And crazy enough, so I've been to an adult prom. I DJed one. Okay. But even way before that, my my buddy Jamal Potter posted a, a status and said, uh would this not be cool and said it and then later on somebody else you know uh hosted one okay and i don't know if they core core uh, correlated correlated together but uh i'm just saying i heard it out of his mouth first and i said oh my god that's genius a couple years later i'm in a position to where i can host one. i'm mature enough i don't drink and i it won't be a it'll be a party for me it'll be fun for me but i can organize it and do all this stuff because i'm a sober mind i'm yep. not going there to get drunk i'm going there to give people a good time and that's have a number, good time yeah that's the number you're one presenting goal. a good time to the community and i'll be djing you know dj cole on the on the uh on the stick or not the sticks but the uh oh my god i'm thinking of a drummer <laughs> on the uh controller that's what i'm gonna call it i don't know really know what it's called but anyways it's gonna be a good time now i've and seen a couple times when you've when you've went live doing djing so it's it's been it looks like it's been fun I uh I enjoy it, man. Uh, I enjoy just. What I mean, got you into that? Just love of music. No, uh, my buddy Jamal Potter. I was his okay. first employee ever. Okay. Uh, for J. Gray Entertainment, he uh took me to a gig, and when I showed up, I'll never forget. You know, I w- at the time I really didn't have a good job. All my money was going to bills, and he was like, "Hey, do you want to go with me?" And I was like, "Yeah, cool." So I went to a gig, and like when they come up and said, "Hey, what do y'all want to eat?" and I said, "They're feeding us for free." And they fed us, dude. And I said, oh, my God, I got to do this more often. <laughs> so every Thursday I would go with him to McAdoo's to eat. And uh, just because I knew I was going to get a free meal, oh, man. Oh, I don't blame you. And, uh, dude, I went uh, and ate and just had a good time with him. And I just told myself after that, I was like, you know what? I like this. So uh, I remember one day we pulled up and he said, hey, I'm going to let you put all this stuff together. And I said, huh? He was like, you've seen me do it. You do it. No, your turn. So I went in there and I uh, <laughs> I was putting all the cords together, doing all this stuff. And it. I put it together, and then he said, would you ever want to do a gig? And I said, yeah. So I went, and I done a birthday party in Clintwood, and uh, it went good. And, dude, I just started DJing, and the more I done it, the more I picked up on things like the vibes in people. So, like, the best trait that I have, I think, it, not trait, but my genre, genre of music that I think that I tear up, I kill it, is, uh, like, that two, the late 2000s, the like, the 2006, like, the... Uh, t-pain the little wayne oh, yeah. the drake like that's my favorite era and that I'm, was a great era sean kingston like i have a whole playlist of stuff that, oh yeah sean kingston 
Oh my God. Have you ever heard that song, Take You There? Yes. That's a good one. Yes. So I'll mix like Take You There, like Whatever You Like by T.I., Kiss You Through the Phone by Soldier Boy. Like I throw all those together, man. And it's like so many people that I DJ in front of, those are songs they ain't heard in years. Right. So when they start doing it, when they start singing it, they love it. Because it's and, bringing uh, them back. It's bringing them back. And that's the, that's another thing, man, is like, I'll take you down memory lane, and you'll be like, oh, my gosh, I ain't heard this in forever. And, oh, I forgot that existed. Dude. And, oh, dude. And that feeling is great. And, uh, yeah, I owe a lot to uh, Jamal for even getting me involved in this, for real. Uh, I know he's he made a post about being thankful for me, but, man, I didn't even I knew I was an entertainer. I didn't know that I could entertain in that way until he – put me behind the speaker right he put me behind the computer before he you know let me use a controller so uh i just went with that ran with it and i just love doing that that's just like that's the calm in my storm i live such a hectic life that that's just a, a very fun thing for me to do in my downtime so you really hadn't uh before before that experience with him hadn't really thought about going in to do it doing never it? i never wanted i man i was like man you know i'm broke right now but fighting's gonna make it I didn't know it was going to be a 10 year journey. I just knew that I was too stubborn not to do it. I was too stubborn to. No safety nets, the only way to go. When you that's, have, when you have a, a destiny that you're trying to fulfill, you can't have a second option. Oh, dude. Well, so, you know, I, going back to, and I'm not trying to go back to it, but that's kind of why I was working at the prison. I was so scared. Like, hey, I got a family now. I need something with insurance, uh, constant money flow. I need something or I'm not going to make it. And I think the only reason I ever started working there was because. I didn't truly believe in myself. And then once I quit and I really started believing myself. things started opening up for you. Man, I'm I'm a yeah, I'm a walking testimony, man. It just takes be stubborn. In this life just be stubborn. Uh when even when the doubt sets in, you got to be stronger than the doubt. You got to tell yourself when doubt says your subconscious may say, "Hey man, you probably need to quit. You need to quit. You know, you're, you're not getting where you need to be." you got to overcome that and say, hey, I probably should quit. But and that was Rod Wave, Tombstone on WLSD 92.5, The Vault. We've been joined by Chandler Cole. Chandler, it's been a fun show. Man, it has been awesome. And I am uh, I wish you the best of luck. Now, you're going to have to come back on again uh, whenever, you know, uh, open door policy. You just let me know. And uh, we're going to keep up with the progress that Absolutely. you're having. I'm going to have to get you on my show. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> For let's sure. Do that. I would love and, uh, to just chop it up. Have you and Tyler, man. I think that would be a great yeah, show. Yeah. Like I said, we're going to go to uh, – we're not going together, but he's going to be at the uh, Knoxville Franken Film Fest tomorrow with his project. Um, and I'm going to be there with my project, so it's going to be a lot so of fun. So do you, do you shoot movies and stuff too? Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I got a short film over there in Dreams, so uh, yeah. How many uh, how many film people are in this area that, I'm sure there's more than what people know. I don't know. You know, I've tried to dig in and uh, find people, and, and, the, and the crew that I have is good, and I'm able to pay some of the crew, so that helps a little bit more now. But uh, finding people that, and I'm not putting down people, but finding people that are 100% committed um, and reliable is one of the hardest things to find, and I think in life in general. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I usually go on you know, WCYB or a couple of those things, put out the feelers. Uh, sometimes people send me some audition tapes. I'll choose them. But, but yeah, directing and uh, acting's cool. Acting's fun. But directing cool. and editing... It's uh, putting it all together, the creative process, just amazing. 
just amazing. I thought about doing something like that. We should do something. I thought about doing uh so I made a music video to to one of Rodway's songs and uh just to see if I could do was it. Was it man. the one where you were in your studio? I was. Okay. And dude, I watched that one. When I made that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I could really do this." Now, so I made a rap video um about a year ago. We shot shot it in uh partly was in Charlotte. And it was it was pretty fun. It was my first music video and I never expected to uh actually for, I wanted to always film a music video, but I never expected a rap video to be my first music video. So that was kind of cool. I kind of want to drop a, a a song, brother. No, no joke. Just because I, uh, when I was a kid, man, I used to write poetry all the time, and uh, I just think that uh, I think I could write. I think I could put together a song. I really do. I think I'm good with working words and stuff. And I freestyle sometimes for my friends. And they, you, you they, should do it. You should do it. I, I put out a single like in 2001 and uh, I was pretty pleased with it. And it's, it made cause I used to get up and uh, do a lot of uh, like uh, coffee shops around the DC area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so fun. Just like that live element that, you know what, what I'm talking about. And uh, I miss that. I, and uh, it, it'd be good. You should definitely. I just don't know what software to use, man. Cause I, of course I'd want it to sound good. I had the setup at my house. I, but I definitely want it to sound amazing. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want it just to be like another, you know, another song, you know. But want it we'll to ha- see. I definitely want it to to be good. If I, anything I do, man, I want it to be good. So I don't want to – I want it to be produced right, I guess. And yep. I, I guess that's not my avenue. So What I, you learn, though, it, it's it's amazing. It's like, kind of like working like video, man, like Premiere. Like is that? Do you work? Do you use Premiere? I use um, I use Premiere. I've used iMovie. I do Final Cut Pro. I'll tell you one. So you know, I, I'm really close friends with the uh, people at uh, the Ultimate Fighter, like right? The producers and stuff. And uh, man, he scared the crap. Out of me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he was I, sneaky. Man, he about got dropped. Uh, so I'm really good friends with the people that was the producers at the Ultimate Fighter. Like they, they knew they. I had actually, you know, shot them some of my uh, sales pitches. Man, I was like, yeah, you know, I do this, I do that, and like there were some things in the house. Like when I seen it, I was like, you look, guys, you need to like gravitate to that. It's gonna be good, good, good air stuff. And it's uh, another good song. Uh, and they told me, they actually told me, they was like, uh, dude, you're pretty good at this. And after that, man, uh, they told me to use Da Vinci. I've heard of Da Vinci. Turn I've heard of it. All right, well, Chandler Cole, it's been fun, man. Man, it's been awesome. Thank you again. No problem, no Thank problem. We'll, we'll do it again soon. I'm so, gonna, uh, I'm gonna, yeah, do you mind if I listen to this song? No, yeah, I yeah. I love this song. We'll blast it. So, uh, the other people show, WLSD 92.5. Check out all of uh, Chandler Cole's social media. TikTok, FaceTime, uh, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, what else do you have? The Instagram? Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, all of it is at Chandler Cole MMA. So yeah, definitely check him out. Absolutely. Everyone, uh, have a good night. Thank you, brother. Bye bye.